What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of the No Holds Bar Crew. I'm your host, Dom. And you know, as always, I got to introduce you to two as always. So I'm going to go towards my right. Hello, Chopper Jay, California. Pleasure to be here. Michael Stein pleasant as usual, I guess. Since I Somebody already already was good, everybody should be like, no, I do back again. <laughs> so, uh, how's everybody doing on this 4th fourth, fourth of July weekend? Everybody said it's the 4th. So, uh, it worked. It worked. Y'all was saying, man, house hopper, bro. Congratulations, man. Congratulations. House hopper. Moving on up. Uh, kiss my ass. What you looking for? Like, you got a price <laughs> range or something? I found one in Fairview that was pretty neat. It's a, it's a historic style, but it's decent for who? Decent for who? What's your decent? I'm talking about the, the house is decent. Like, what's your decent? Would be who? Like, they look like everything remodeled. I can show it to you right now. For sure. Send me the link. <laughs> Send me the link. Sorry, we talking business over the phone. Yeah. <laughs> Fizz, if you're listening, we're not talking about dope. No dope on Sunday. No dope on Sunday. Shout out to Saha. Hashtag I'm smoking, bro. Don't woke me, bro. Nigga, just send me a link. I don't know the link. I just knew the address because I drove by the house. God damn it. Old ass person. God damn it, you're so old, bro. We're not. What the fuck is this? 30s. Why we do that? He is not basketball old. Like, nigga, are you in your 30s? You old. What? When niggas retire, they still got that whole life ahead of them. Like, this nigga, no, but Gunner is a different type of old, bro. What the fuck? Bro. <laughs> what the fuck? You're a different type of old. I just sent like myself the link. link. Whatever works for you. Send me the link. This ain't what? Saying that to say what? That's all of me. I'm all fucking you, bro. You're saying that to say what? what? <laughs> Really that, nigga. Yeah. Get the fucking shirt made and some bullshit, bro. That's a whole fucking just slogan, bro. That's a scrap, bro. That's a monster. Yeah. <laughs> you saying how that to say what? Y'all some little ass man-made shirts about it. Hey, depending on what he said, that, well, I could say that depending on what. Because go, oh, I mean, uh, it's no, not a good thing. I'm like, we're in the background doing the cut it off. And I'm like, man. This nigga gonna wrap it up at the Grammys. Wrap it up. Hey, bro. I I was just trying to spray a nigga from ass with a dog. Some, some, niggas, some niggas don't need to be sprayed, bro. Some, some, some niggas, you can't save niggas, bro. Some, some, some of them just need to be debo. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> he learned it because he got his ass molly-whopped and security would have just walked up out of there. Yep. 
Come on, you know, you know, we, you know we good in the hood. You know we good in the hood. We security everywhere we go. <laughs> see, we, you see, we, have, we be six deep somehow. We go, boy, six and double. Three at the minimum. We ain't little niggas. Of course not. Never been. <laughs> I don't remember Huskies, baby. Huskies are better, baby. <laughs> so, Dr. So, Dr. Stein, as you normally do, check um, on everybody's mental. I am mental. Everybody doing. Uh, a lot of death this weekend. Yeah. yeah man. Shout out to Chicago. Fourth of July, bro, is not a safe holiday. Nowhere. I don't know. I just family. say, bro, we ought to call it a safe holiday. I don't, I don't know what the. Wait, wait. I don't know what the. fireworks. I don't know what the numbers look like for St. Louis. I think it was like about 10 or something. But I know that uh, <laughs> in, Chico, yeah. in Chicago, it was 62 wounded. And like at least 14 fatalities. Uh, hopefully, I get some time tomorrow to check on my peoples up there, make sure everybody doing all right. I'll always be waiting to see how staggering the numbers be in Chicago. Because you already know it's going to be something ridiculous. We get 45 people shot. 13 dead. I was like, God damn. Eight scabbed. I was like, that nigga's literally just riding down the street, just stabbing niggas and shit. So how do y'all feel about people like getting together on the fourth and not really so-called social distancing? Because you know there's a lot of people on Facebook just Look, all hot. all up in the video <laughs> dancing, clowning. Like, <laughs> I'm like, you're supposed to be six feet away. What, what I would say is people like that smart. I don't think they really care. If you ain't doing something right, don't fucking record it and post it. Exactly. <laughs> Man, That's well, all I'm saying. Look, it's hot. I'm not wearing a fucking mask. I'm fat. If I look, I'm happy not being around motherfuckers, so I'm not gonna wear a mask. If you don't want to be around me because I'm not wearing a mask, cool. I'll stay at home. Happy. Bro, I'm just like, if I have to wear it in a certain store, then like, I'll throw that bitch on real quick. I won't even go in the store since I'm like, man, fuck this store. I ran in, got out of my mask. I've got to go. I need my man. I look straight as a kid. Like, nah, you good. Like, I was saying, yeah, really yeah. crack on it in Missouri, though. Like, yeah, because I'm saying. Of, it's a little bit more lenient. Maybe a third or whatever. We started this shit. <laughs> I was going to say, how do I really feel about that? Because it's like. No <laughs> I don't I mean, I don't go out too much. Because uh, I don't like it, first of all. I mean, honestly, I don't like it. I yeah. want to say I don't care because I don't go out too much. But the shit's a fucking hassle. Yeah. I mean, to me, like, well, I mean, I wear the shit at work for eight hours. Y'all gotta wear the shit too? Yeah. I, I Man, bro, I look. This shit has <laughs> been killing my beard. This shit in the back of my fucking ears. Years. That, that makes it worse. I so why did I work? I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I felt it. I felt it. I felt it. I just looked around the room. I didn't say nothing. Bro, no, bro. I'll pick my beard out in the morning and shit and go to work. Should be fighting <laughs> on my face, time to wear the goddamn mask. I'm like, man, come play with me. I didn't say, I didn't say nothing. I, I'm, I'm cool, bro. Uh-huh. Oh, 
didn't say nothing. So your beard be messed up. I I get it. You crazy, bro. I don't really want to say that word. I didn't say nothing, bro. I just said I get it. His facial hair, you don't want to look at it. Some people who have beards are disheveled, if you will, by having to wear a mask. I understand. What I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that. I'm going to I didn't say nothing. I'm, I'm chilling. I didn't, I didn't do nothing. Um, I don't know, man. I think we opened up too quick. And I feel like we did better than some other states. What the to me to me the optimal compared to, bro, compared to like Florida, Texas, Georgia, California, New York, and New York are all reeling from this. Let's open the country back up. I mean, in an ideal situation, what what would have what what should have happened? Uh, the lockdown should have been extended. Yeah. Uh, unemployment benefits should have been extended. And people who are at work should have received hazard pay oh, until yeah, conditions until conditions were better. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody calling it. Well, we going through round two, and round one never really ended because we what stayed, no yeah, <laughs> we stayed locked down for a hot second. It was like fuck it, let's open this bitch back up, and now we dealing with what we dealing with now. Uh, record breaking amount of cases, record breaking deaths. Uh, all the crazy ass numbers that people thought was dumb, and we had never reached that at the beginning of the year. We on track to hit it for. So, I don't know. That would have been ideal. I think we opened up too not, fast. Uh, people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nah. People just uh, just that just practice practice good social distancing. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I get it. It's a get together, you with your peoples and all that shit, or whatever. But protect yourself. Protect your neck, as, as the Wu Tang would say. I swear. Yeah. Stay strapped to the neck. <laughs> to the legs. Man. <laughs> so another topic I want to discuss is: uh, Did anybody watch the Fabulous Jada Kids battle? No, nah, but Jada Kids fucked up. How do y'all really feel about it? Do you feel that? Oh, yeah, you, do, you, do you truly feel that Fabulous should have no, won? Or do you no. feel Jada Kid should have won? Jada Kid should have won. Jada Kid's a better rapper than Fabulous. Yeah. Fabulous just popular. Fabulous uh, got much. chick. He uh, got chick songs. He got. That's what I'm doing. He got high. He got, he got high. You Ooh, know, man. he got a uh, Billboard short song. He got three niggas. He got bars for the woke niggas. His song tapes. His song tapes was dope, but remember, like we talking about soul tapes when we talk about Fab, and you can whole career. Pick a, pick a decade for Jada. Yeah, that's what yeah, that's well, give me a five year span, and he got crazy songs in all five of them. He got posse cuts. He got certified street classics. He I got remember. Billboard songs. And well, Jada Kid's just a better rapper. What are you like, judging the songs on? Like twenty two. Because like again, yeah, Jada Kid's got. He's a better rapper. Lyrically, yeah, lyrically, he's a better rapper. Fab is more commercially out there than Jay. He is. Yeah. So when you but play his music, he's more marketable. Feel Fab is more marketable. better because they heard more. Because the nigga dresses better, he's more marketable. But then you hear yeah. Jay and was like, "Oh man, he's spitting." Like, like, he he Fab, Fab, well, I think there was a way for Fab to win that battle, but um, at least from what I've seen on the inside of it, uh, 
Shout out to Joe Budden Podcast. Joe Budden called JD, he called Fab too, both before the battle and after the battle. And JD Kiss gave a little insight uh, to uh, his process going into the battle. So how did they and he, re- he, re- he rehearsed, he rehearsed like a whole bunch of his music. He had been prepping for like a week and a half, you know, before it was even time like taking taking information from his, from his son. Uh, DJs, people just reaching out to him like Jada, don't forget this song. And his actual battle DJ took lists from everywhere he got them from, yeah. and they kind of curated a list off of that. What happened with Fab? It seems like, and Fab never came out and said nothing. Well, at least I haven't read anything. But what it seems like is Fab just kind of off the dome it, like had a file with all of his music and just let his DJ. Play whatever he thought would be a decent response to the Jada Kiss song that was played before. They did Jada went first for the first ten. Yeah. Fab went first for the second ten. Um, and yeah, it just was a Fab has a large catalog of music, so does Jada Kiss. And I feel like when you know somebody coming intentionally to beat you in a song versus song battle, you can't freestyle that. Like we know some, we know some Lil Wayne songs. Everybody here do. Yeah. But if Lil Wayne was going up against Jay Z and you saw Jay Z's list, you'd be hard pressed to just rattle off the perfect Wayne song to counter that. Yeah. Or or the perfect Wayne song to counter a Nas or even a Ti. And I think Wayne is a better rapper than Ti. But a Ti curated rehearsed list versus you trying to ramble off. Uh, Wayne song in the moment. Yeah, you drunk. The battle going on. We live. You at a disadvantage. It don't matter who you are, and I think that ultimately led to his detriment. It'd have been a much closer battle had Fab uh, maybe took some time into curating a list and maybe trying to anticipate what Jaddy Kiss was going to play. At least have a couple backups. Like, well, if you play this song, I might play this one or this one. Basically, trying yeah. to fight. Yeah, and he didn't do that. He said, oh, I'm in good enough shape. I don't need to train. And Jaddy Kiss was in the gym jumping rope one foot at a time. Is what, seemed, what seemed to be what played out in about. I didn't watch it in its entirety, but I did see some clips. They both was drunk. Jaddy Kiss allowed <laughs> drunk. Fab is a reserve drunk. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if it was based off of just personality, Jaddy Kiss knocked that Why shit out of the park. Why don't be Nelly drunk? Like, <laughs> don't be Nelly drunk out here, nigga. Why if I start messing up shit? Yeah, she just start going left for you fast. That's my take on it. If anybody else got a take on it, I didn't really see it. But just based off, that's why I say pause. (laughs) Based off, just like knowing them, like you said, like Fab, you got more of a marketable type of music. Like Jada Kids got more just for like the the lyrical bard type niggas, and it's like that audience is like very. It's a lot smaller than like you said, like the mainstream. Yeah, it's more, it's more niche. You got your, you got your real music cats. You know, that's who. That boy, boy, he getting into some meaty lyrics. But he's yeah, like <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say meaty, but I, I get the sense of it. <laughs> Whoa! Oh. 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 I get the sense of it. Hey, 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 let's do it. Stop using girth, bro. <laughs> that was funny, bro. You know what's a funny ass insult that I saw today, bro? Right. Bro, I heard this lady say Wayne's, bro. 
and the shit had me fucking dead at work. I don't know why. I, I guess I must have been at work tired or something like that because bro had me in tears crying because the way she said it had me fucking crying, bro. I don't know what all of that bro. That shit was funny as hell, bro. Mm. Uh, but you, we can all say that dedication to one. Yeah. Based on what I saw, yeah. yeah. E- landslide. Yeah. Easy money. Based off what I saw. And at least from like the... the, the, the it was yesterday, right? Uh, uh, Friday. Yeah, it, was, it was like Friday. Friday. I just heard about it yesterday, like about somebody talking about it. Hey. Jenny, Jenny kiss. In a battle, they don't win. Personally, I'm working with Fab. Sorry. I want to get back with you when freshman year in high school. He was like, bro, who's a better freestyler, like Jaden Kiss or Wayne? And I was like, niggas like, was debating. Like, Wayne? <laughs> I was like, niggas was debating at the fucking. That shouldn't be a debate. Yeah, that's, that's not a debate. We was talking about like all the fucking like Wayne mixtapes and then Jaden Kiss mixtapes. Yeah, time. man. Like 2009, like around 2009. Like, but everybody is aware of like the rap punch out, punch in. Punch out, punch in, method, because that's what Wayne does. Yeah. Wayne going to the booth, he rap like oh, four yeah. bars here, then punch back in two bars, punch back in eight bars, punch back in two bars. So you don't have to write anything down. All right, cool. But from what like from what from what we under, from yeah. what we understand about freestyling, <laughs> what what freestyling used to mean was just you rapped about anything that you wanted to. Like it didn't have a subject matter. You just rap. That's what freestyling, like in the like late eighties and nineties and shit. AKA that's, more of like little flip. That, that's what freestyle. You just rap about whatever. You know, you know, little flip always freestyle. Yeah, freestyling now is like right now on the spot, off, off the, the top, top, improv. Just yeah, and like that's not that's not Wayne's bag. That's not Wayne's bag. Like when you heard of any. I, I would I would almost be willing to put money on anything that Wayne called a freestyle is also on the song. And if it was a true off the top of the dome freestyle, like you just made this up on the spot, I'd have heard a couple. But the majority of them. What about the one that was at the skate park? He was like, that was one. That's one right there, bro. That was hard when he rapped on the show enough beat. Yeah, it was like a young money freestyle or whatever. But like he did one at a concert. It's like my grill is ill, ice bright white like Jaleel. Did I do that throwing up? He did that. He put that on the song. He went on Tim Westwood and did one, and that became Let the Beat Build from the quarter of three. three. Yeah, like those are lyrics that's already in his head. He just recited them. Like we just ain't never heard them before. That's different than like somebody cut on the beat right now and then I'ma just rap. That's even more different than battle rap, because in a battle. They know their lyrics. They know them schemes and setups and times where people times where people really freestyle in the battle. It can go either way because I done seen the crowd boo niggas when they really freestyling or whatever. It ain't hitting the same. The boys ain't connected because you ain't had two months to prepare and, and come up with every scheme that you want to. They just wrote down a scheme on how they was gonna play it one, two, three. And remember the fuck out of it, rehearsed it, and spit it. Like, just yeah, because you ain't heard my lyrics, that don't mean it's a freestyle. Yeah. I think that Jaddy Kid, I've seen Jaddy Kid's freestyle. I've seen Wayne freestyle, and Jaddy Kid's freestyles are much better. But if you're going off of lyrics that ain't nobody ever heard, and I'm going to just recite them, I can understand somebody putting Wayne there. 
I can understand. I love Wayne, but that's not a freestyle person. He even said, but I'm too paid to freestyle. You want me to freestyle? It's 500000 He was saying shit like that when he was calling himself the best rapper. Yeah. Lupe Fiasco just talked about that. Like back in the day when you said you was the best rapper, you had to go to like studios, like where niggas record at and be like, yo, I rap, I'm the best, whatever. And you have to go against everybody who was in the studio. Yeah. Like when he was coming up, that's what they did. Like other famous rappers in the booth. And you go in and you spit your shit against each one of them niggas. And then they was like, ah, yeah, he nice. Bro, nice. He got he got balls. Wayne kind of revolutionized it when he said, I'm the best rapper. And he hadn't battled nobody. And he was like, if you want to battle, it's X amount of money. It became like a money thing. But the reason that so many people gave him the stamp is because Wayne did something that a lot of rappers now follow that same formula is do every verse possible. Rock song, Wayne there. Pop song, yeah. Wayne R&B, Wayne there. He on, he on 100.3, 104.1, 92.3, Every series. And like everybody reviews. Everybody yeah. song. So when he did, so in a year's time, when you got 300 feature verses, well, it's hard to not say that that motherfucker ain't the best he ain't the best rapper doing it. Yeah. Was it Cass? Was it Cass lyrically better than him? Yeah, Starting but for Wayne. before <laughs> before before that lane he was in, I would argue that when Wayne was saying he the best rapper alive, he was like the best commercial rapper, commercially successful Billboard charting rapper at the time. It's crazy because his verse is like niggas are here songs like that's one of the new Wayne shit. Yeah, shit. Yeah. Yeah. And yo, and your regular audience, we we have you. You have to make music that's palatable. That's how come you don't hear MF Doom on the radio or Aesop Rock on the radio. You don't hear motherfuckers like that with you know 80, 90, 100,000 word vocabularies and shit. You don't hear motherfuckers like that on the radio a lot because that ain't palatable. I want to get as much as I want to be able to recite your shit. I want you to be talking about some greasy, grimy ass shit, and I want that shit to get me lit. Now, if you talking about some Shakespearean shit, that shit could be hard. But I don't want to hear that in the club. I don't want to hear that when I'm riding by myself and shit. And I want to hear some, you know, some some raw ass lyrics. I don't want you to, you know, talk about Romeo and Juliet. Well, let me ask you this, since you put it out there. So, how do you actually feel about that? Because you know. As we talked about previous episodes beforehand, like there's very, there's a plenty of underrated rappers that need yeah. to be put on and everything else. But at yeah. the same time, too, it's like, how do y'all really feel about the radio? Artists, like, how do you feel about radio now? Because like nowadays, it, it fucks well, up. Who listens to it? Yeah, that's well, what. Who listens to the radio? That's but, a, that's, that's, a, that's my thing though, because that's, that's a, like the same shit that you hear every that's single a, day. And that's a fallacy. Yeah. Thinking that people don't listen to the radio is a fallacy because if they didn't. Radio's radio, radio, radio gets paid off of listenership and advertising. And if nobody was listening to it, you lose advertisement, and then you lose your radio station. So people are listening to the radio. I think that radio now is way less open to being experimental. Remember when like people used to come in and take over the studio, like Dipset used to do that. Go to New York and take over the radio station and freestyle for 17 minutes. 
They don't do that no more. Oh, they play like certain remixes that you never heard of. Yeah, radio, radio <laughs> DJs in the nineties. That shit was like the Wild West. DJs got beat the fuck up. Studios got shot the fuck up. Like it was the Wild West back then. And now radio club. Yeah, radio now. I think its biggest problem is that it conditions the audience to accept less from the music. If you're only hearing the same 10 or 20 songs over and over again, and y'all are a little bit different, y'all come from different eras of listening to rap music, or maybe different mediums, SoundCloud, and you know maybe some of the underground rappers here and here, but for the masses who only listen to music when they, you know, commuting, or it's a road trip, or they're cleaning up or something like that, it has conditioned them to have a certain taste of music. Yeah. If it ain't got the be permitted, if it ain't got the easy to remember hook, if the lyrics ain't easy to learn, if it ain't repetitive, well then you have a distaste for it. You've been conditioned to want a certain kind of music. And that's why mad underground people, mad lyrical dudes oftentimes don't fare well commercially because we have been conditioned away to not appreciate that kind of music. Yeah, when the conscious movement moved on, yeah. so did us tolerating conscious music on the radio. Talib, Kweli, Must Death, all them, like, that shit, that shit went out the door. Like, now is is it's hard for Kendrick Cole, Eminem, that's what Kendrick said. He's Andre, but even yeah, even like, like don't appreciate it. Yeah, like, like even like appreciate it, bro. I'm not coming back with no shit. Even yeah. like Andre 3000, like as as like dope as Andre 3000 and Outkast as a whole was, uh, a huge part of their success what? was they was for at, at the time. I'm not saying they're not dope now, but they also not making music together now. They're still dope, Andre but they were story, they were right? unique. Their sound was so unique at the time. It wasn't like nobody else's. The Dungeon family kind of worked towards that, and their product very much so in the 90s. Yeah. It was a thing that you wanted the sound unique. Yeah. They had a sound that nobody heard at the time, and that made them stand out or whatever. That was they. That was their thing for them. But once all that went away, what, what you hear now? And what, and what is... Those, those musicians who follow that formula make it to the radio, and then the radio perpetuates the cycle of only playing music that sound like those audiences. I mean, that sound like those artists. And then you get a cycle that keeps going on, and then we just... So would you say, for example, like trap music, how everybody's normally doing trap or some type of solid trap? Only take three, four hits in the genre, yeah. and that shit going to take over. Remember when everybody was doing rock and rap? Party like a rock star. Do the rock man. I'm yeah. a rock star. Rock this, rock that. Yeah. yeah. That only take, what, three, four hits? And, and the labels is like, oh, yeah, we pushing that. What, what you what you hear between last summer and now? City Girls, Megan Thee Stallion, Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, ass, 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 fuck a nigga. I'm tricking the nigga. I'm gonna fuck. I'm gonna get my money. Like you got two, three, four hits like that. Yeah. That the, that's what's pushed. You want some spins? Make a song like that. You ain't finna come out of left field with some whatever. I respect you. You you gonna push? You gonna push? What's hot? 
Lupe, Lupe said that in a song, he said radio is making our craft weak, forced to repeat the same dumb shit that worked. Yeah. Only as hot as your last beat. And that's the truth. It make it makes the craft of rapping weak, at least as far as radio is concerned. And we know radio dictates charts. Sure, but can but do you blame the artists or the producers? Because there's a lot of producers that don't do a specific sound. Honestly, I, bl- I blame Andre, I blame Mary. the labels. Okay. I blame the labels because like, they uh, care I about like this is a honestly bro producing wise, I feel like this is a golden era of like producing. Niggas are making some great beats. A lot of niggas are fucking these beats up. Look, yeah, but are you sure because some this. most of it is mainly like trap. Look it's trap style. Yeah. He touched but he touched on that too. Yeah. He said and what's stupid real is what producers feel. Twenty placements on the billboard, or you stuck in that producer deal. Yeah. That is the set is the label. The label fucked everybody. That's what fucked gotta push you like so you ain't got no label support what you hear while they complain about every single album. I ain't got no help. The label ain't pushing. Ain't nobody pushing me. I ain't got no help. My A and ain't on shit. My leg my managers ain't on shit. Atlantic don't back me. Oh, Whoever oh, he's to go against <laughs> like and and that's what it is. Like you care, you care about the bottom line. At the beginning of your song. You care, you care. If you're a label, you care about your bottom line. In a in an era where anybody can put a song on SoundCloud and make a hit, you can cultivate and generate your own fan base. You can do everything now because everything digital. You don't yeah. even need nobody to distribute your shit because ain't nobody worried about it's your kid, motherfucker. Yeah, United Masters, bro. They, yeah, you can do everything yourself. So from the label, I only care about my bottom line because I see. My bottom line is smaller and smaller. I'm not about to make no money. Well, now I'm going to play it safe. Yeah. What is a hit? And once I identify what a hit is, I need my next 20 songs that is pushed out by this machine of a label. They need to sound like them. That's how come you get songs like rapper. That's this triple A rapper. Yeah. Same thing happened with Trap. All you had to do was talk about some dope, the struggle, trapping in your drawers, AK-47, uh, I know Pablo or somebody with a Spanish last name. Hit Gucci Mane, Ti, Jeezy. This one, that one, that one, that one. All of them. Coke rap. Yeah. They fed. That's what happened with trap. You talk. You talk about the trap. You ain't even have to really talk about trapping. You just have to be in a specific beat per minute. Some heavy 808s. Say the word trap. You there? That's a trap song. That's how we got in that sound. Future. So many. Yeah. We'll be talking about this for the rest of the podcast. Yeah, like, no. yeah, I stand at no, the yeah, To me, is a combination of the label and the radio. Uh, the radio cultivates the audience to, to want to hear a type of sound, and the labels force the artists that are signed to them to make that type of sound. So you don't get anything new, you don't get anything fresh or whatever. And if it is fresh and it's a hit, expect 10 more songs to come out just like it. Ass fucked up. Like, but we in the we in a weird time now where anybody can make it now. So you got people like chop name all the time. You're like, who the fuck is that? And shit. Those people are people who are making their own life. They are making an opportunity for themselves. And more and more people are being like the artists that he listened to 
yeah. and the labels are look. I mean, we just seen the big ass thing that was that was like big news for like the last week. Gucci Mane was talking about leaving Atlantic. Nobody even knew he was signed to Atlantic. Everybody thought Gucci Mane was independent, and he should have been. Look at how successful he has been commercially with what like a couple of a, official label released albums, like three or something like that. Yeah. Everything else, all mixtapes, all free music, selling out shows, highly anticipated, get released from jail song, instantly number one on the billboards. Yeah, like that was that was big news. And he was burn, arguing burn. with his label. You ain't seen like an artist label dispute mama, mama, that was that big. Yeah, Ti talked about Ti talked about leaving Atlantic if he didn't get fifty million dollars. They quickly settled that. Uh, Lupe Fiasco couldn't get his album released with Atlantic, and the Hacker Group Anonymous pretty much shut down all operations for Atlantic and said release his album. Yeah, like it's only. Uh, 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 lasers. 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 Yeah, lasers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's only been that's like you came with. That was that was that was, that was, that was, that was Yeah, it's only been like you know a handful in like the last you know five six years, where it's like a big you know uh newsworthy so to speak story with them beefing with the with the label and shit like that. But I think it's dope that uh I don't I don't particularly care for his music, but I think people like. You know, fucking Blueface or somebody like that. Blueface, baby. Listen, I'm not talking about him as a rapper. I don't particularly like his music, but the fact, the fact that, the fact that, check, 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 but the fact that he can make a song that'll be on the radio. I fucking hate that. And for sure, and I get that. The fact that he can but, do that, I hate. Yeah, that. but the fact that he can do it shows you that right now, today. You have a much better time than you ever did to make it as an artist. It's easy. Think about the shit that yeah. motherfuckers had to go through through the nights. Literally, literally knocking on Def Jam door with tapes, with like cassette tapes saying, anybody in the building, please listen to me. AKA Hustle and Flow. <laughs> Selling shit out your trunk? Skinny, Skinny man. Just tell me this about your pocket. Tell me this about your pocket, man. Dude. That's real shit like you got a better chance now than you ever you that Shout out, shout out to the to the kids I heard who said I'm not signing to a label like I'm gonna do this shit myself. Soldier Boy kind of started that. Yeah. He don't get enough credit for that, but Soulja Boy started the internet music way. Yeah, yeah, he started the YouTube. He started that, <laughs> and he should get way more credit than he do. And he also started the ringtone rap. Even before that, though, like even before that, though, Prince was like definitely pushing like niggas do your own shit because for sure, oh, yeah. like because yeah. he already sure. knew. I, I watched that interview and then like Prince wasn't the rapper though. He wasn't, but I'm just well, saying, he was saying concept, is right. The yeah, concept, the concept one hundred percent. Make your own shit handle yourself. Like, yeah, like, and like we was talking about, like, tech nine and all that shit is like, in the long run, it's better for you yeah, as yeah. an artist. But if you're trying to make quick money, then yeah, do it the label way. But yeah. if you really just want to stick to your craft and make the kind of music you want, release when you want, take all that shit. Tech bro. nine turned down the deal from a label. He didn't say the label, but he turned down the deal for $50 million. There's only even $50 million to sign. And he turned that down 
because he would be taking a pay cut. And he 100% independent right now. Like, uh, ain't he worth like about probably more than 10 million right now? Probably more than that. I know you saw, I know you saw more than a million independent, which is a feat. Like with no with no distribution, like you did everything yourself, all your marketing, all your merch, all your booking, all that shit, all in house. Nobody pay, nobody to cut a royalty check to but yourself. You all all your masters, all your publishing. That's the way to do it. It might not be the route for everybody, but the fact that you got an option now, because it was it was only the label. What's the point? Damn, what's down on me? And then one more topic before we take a small break, but uh, I want to do like a small, small subtopic. How do y'all feel about uh, Jada Pinkett Smith and August? I'm just saying, you are home. Say that for the next. For all side niggas, August now, see, you are home. Say that for the next. Say that for the next. Say that for the Let's go ahead and take a small break then. So, you know, you done, you done sung it, so. What the fuck? <laughs> These nuts. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. 